Hey everyone, um, this episode we speak to Gorgeous Lem, but there is mention of homophobia, uh, extreme homophobia in this episode. So if that raises anything for you, please give this one a miss and check out the show notes for some resources. A listener production. Here at Listener, we acknowledge the traditional owners and custodians of the land on which this podcast is being recorded today, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We also pay our respects to their elders, past and present. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. to be speaking about the articles. Anyway, um, so, or maybe I will. Keep listening and find out. Ooh, what a hook. So a lot of you have requested this episode and I thought I actually would like to do this episode as well because I've obviously, Lem and I have friends, she's also my producer, but when I have friends that have interesting lives, I get them on the podcast. But because Lem is always here, I take her for granted. I take her interesting life for granted, don't I, Lem? You do. I do. I'm a fucking bitch. Shame on you. So um, we're going to interview Lem today, but before we get into that, we do have a bonus episode with my second best friend, Rowdy Walden. Very excited. Just to see Rowdy, we're going to be um, talking about different interesting subreddits that we've found and it's going to be fun because Reddit is fucking fun and you can find your people on Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we had them sponsor the radio show and the podcast, which has been a really fun sponsor, actually. Like, it hasn't been hard to think of things to do because they're actually really lovely. And also, Reddit is, I'm on Reddit all the time. Yeah. For information and also for porn. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, I've searched Abby Chatfield <gasps> and I saw your nipples. On Reddit, my nipples. Yes, there's a whole thread about your nipple showing on a sh- in a shirt on Reddit. What shirt? I can edit this out. No, <laughs> keep it in. I mean, I, I'm top of the things. I'm topless at Bondo. I don't give a shit if there's yeah, I know, on the I know. But it's just fascinating to me where people are just like, like something you'd post on Instagram, and you fully well know that it's like kind of a like it's a shirt that you can a see risque. the nipple. Yeah. Anyway, Reddit <laughs> episode tomorrow, not today. Don't get too excited, but today... Not tomorrow, Thursday, sorry. Sorry, Thursday, Thursday. God, in my head, I don't even know what day it is anymore. Monday, the 22nd of August. Okay, but One day before my brother's birthday. Oh! My brother's birthday is tomorrow. Really irrelevant, but yes. Well, not not irrelevant because we're talking about Lem. Yes. So that's a relevant fact. So, Lem, from what I understand, you have had a pretty fucked life. Yes. Yes, and I think it's funny because you're like a lot of people where they just kind of like drop fun facts that aren't that fun. Like, oh, yeah, like, because I'm a refugee. And then, like, you kind of feel like, I probably, sh- like, do I ask about the refugee status? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like. Do I ask which visa it, you're on? Yeah, do yeah, I yeah. push? Um, or do I just let her have her, because um, you're like me, where I'm like, oh, yeah, like, my dad left her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like, I, I do overshare. Yeah, but then you go, like, you're like, oh, yeah. Anyway, so then that happened, and then da, 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 like the Arabs Got Talent. Yeah, because I came second on Arabs Got Talent, I have this, and it's like a very passing moment, but I think we should do a deep dive because I've had a, I've had a lot of requests for this limb. Okay, look, as uncomfortable as it first made me feel, I'm like, fuck, a producer is meant to be silent, quiet. She's been coming on the podcast a little bit. Shut up, Lem. And then I was just like, you know what? You know what? If they're asking for it, why the fuck not? Why the fuck not? Let's just fucking throw it out there. Anything you want to know. Bra size. <laughs> How big are your boobs? Because you have quite big titties. Yes, they are. They're like an E or something like I that. I think they're bigger than an E. 
You think so? I think so. Because mine are a double D to an E and mine are actually looking small as of late. Yeah, me too, actually. Yeah. Maybe it's COVID. <laughs> Maybe it's COVID. Maybe deflation the titties. Guys, <laughs> no, but honestly, <laughs> honestly, like I, I, fe- I felt like, you know, that if if I wanted anybody to talk about all of my life, which is like I've had some crazy shit happen, yeah. it would be Abby oh. because she's she can fucking understand and she has the, you know, conscientiousness <laughs> to, to like actually tread that territory without making me feel like you know, uh, like, oh, tell us more about how you're round and queer. So, well, tell us more. No, but also, <laughs> as you said before we started recording, you control the edit. So, I mean, I if anything happens, babe, yeah. you trust me and you trust yourself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I guess I want to start with, like, so you grew up in Jordan. Yes. And now, as we all know, I've watched a lot of, my whole knowledge of Jordan comes from 90 Day Fiance and you. <laughs> and... <laughs> And what an honor. I know. I mean, I know where Jordan is. I know a yeah. bit about it. It's Middle Eastern country and a Muslim yeah. country. Yeah, that's true. And you've spoken, obviously, about being a refugee because you were, you are, you were gay. Yeah. Like, I came out of Australia no as soon as I got the visa. <laughs> got back in the closet. <laughs> no, because you're gay. Yeah. And I just want to talk about, like, what that was like because, obviously, we the LGBT community face oppression all around the world, but it is to varying degrees and there is extreme oppression and, mm. from what I've heard from you, the little bits, a lot of anger yeah. towards the LGBT community. Mm. And I guess I want to start from, like, when you were younger and how you perceived that um, understanding of the LGBT community and then when you started to realise that you mm. were gay, kind of that intersection, if that makes sense, of timing. Yeah. I don't think I knew when I was growing up. I just knew that, well, gender-wise, I was a tomboy, definitely. Like, mm-hmm. So I wanted to be a bit more masculine, and my mom was worried about that. I once overheard her talking to my neighbor going like, do you think she's a lesbian? Oh, like, really? It was how old? Good, I was probably like nine. Oh, Maybe. Right. Okay, yeah. I just loved to play with the boys. I was always playing soccer. So she was really concerned, trying to put me in dresses and me not wanting to. But I'd never connected it to the fact that I might like women. Like, mm. never. I always idealized women. I, like, had teacher crushes that now I look at as teacher crushes at the time. It's just like, I really fucking love this teacher. But mm-hmm. I didn't know. Yeah. And then I think also because I was in an all-girls school and everybody was crushing on guys, I was just like, this is what I'm meant to do. I just mm-hmm. followed everyone. Mm-hmm. And then I went to also a mixed school after that. I just never thought that I could be into women until I was 20. So right. I never even registered it in my brain. I mean, I had a boyfriend. I was dating men too. I had my first like proper boyfriend tell me if I had a son who was gay, I would burn him alive. Like that's the level of homophobia that I had around me. So right. I never even considered it. And at that point in time when I was like reading a lot of philosophy and just trying to learn, and at uni I went to Lebanon, which is actually quite less conservative than Jordan is. Yeah. I became a friend with a gay girl. Okay. And at first I was like, oh my God, that's disgusting. Like I even thought that. Really? The internalized homophobia? The internalized Internalized homophobia. Yeah, so. (laughs) Your voice, you sure Arab's got got talent. (laughs) Shut up, then she like she actually crushed on me at the beginning and I'm like no nah, I'm not into that but then I kind of humanized that per- like that experience because Do you I think was you went into it like looking back 
Do you think you weren't into it because you were, had the internalised homophobia or yeah. Cheers wasn't for you? No, no, no. I had internalised homophobia. But, you, like, but you, you would have had a crush on her, like, if you met her now? No, she was not my type. Not your type. Same no. combination. Confusing yeah. when you go, no, I can't be gay because the one gay person in my... Because you've met, what, one gay person? One gay person. And you're like, well, I don't want to sleep with them, so I must be straight. Yeah, well, yeah. that's one of the things. But she was telling me, like, you know, you can explore. And because I became friends with her, I was like, okay, maybe, maybe I should... And then I had this, like, I was in th- into theater as well, and I was doing a role, and the role was me being a man. And the coach, the director, was, like, two years older than me. She was fucking hot. And she was, like, taking me through these sessions with, like, wrapping my boobs up and, like, trying to, like, make me act like a man because it was, like, part of the role-playing. Mm-hmm. And I got so attracted to her. And that was the first person I... And I knew that she was actually... She was queer and she was up into like this massive like sleeping with everyone open she turned out to be a bitch in the end but but she was um, a hot bitch but she was a hot bitch she was really like fucking intellectually stimulating and Mm. physically and so that was like my very first encounter and then I was like fuck what do I do and my roommate got really pissed off at me because I had a, a lesbian experience so, so you like, t- okay, so okay, so who you who was lesbian experience? Back up. Who was the first? Like, was it this teacher? That teacher, yeah, oh that God. director, like that. Ugh, yeah, I know. So it is hot. hot. It was okay, hot. so she was your first, and you slept together, or you just kissed? Like, did you dip your toes? Or well, did you- she was really gentle with me. She wanted me to like, you know, not be shocked. So I, I, so basically, yeah, I think she tried to go down on me, and then I was uncomfortable. And then I try to go down on her and then she's like, no, you're too new. And so I think oh, something in between. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're really bad. <laughs> yes. You would have been good though. No, but I, d- I just was like really nervous about also another woman coming near my vulva because I was like, well, what if it's smelly? Like, what if it's hairy? Because I, I, just, I just wasn't aware that, you know, this is something that women do together. So I was just, it was so foreign to me but I was also so horny so <laughs> so yeah it was it was in my school in my dorms as well like my when my roommate was out so so you so you told your roommate or did she find I told out? her afterwards she's like my best friend and she was fucking pissed off at me like Lem that's disgusting and like and was she also from Jordan or was she Lebanese yeah, yeah she's she's she okay. was from Jordan so like I've known her since eighth grade then at that point and she's like what does that mean like are you gay like and then every you know she was starting to try to put a label and I'm just like I don't know I don't know this just happened yeah yeah and can I ask so you had boyfriends before yeah and after that girl and after yeah do you because have you heard the lesbian master doc no, is okay. that an Excel sheet? Yes, literally. Okay, so there's this thing online. I'm, I've am i tried to look through it, but my ADHD won't let me. I need to, like, sit down. But it's basically, it speaks about being comp het, which is, like, compulsory heterosexuality. Okay. Where you will do heterosexual things, like have relationships yeah. with men or have crushes on men because you feel that's what you should be doing and yeah. actually what you're desiring is the validation from men in the patriarchy. You aren't actually... You you want them to be attracted to you. You aren't attracted to them, if that makes sense. Yeah, I did feel like that when I was growing up, like I had to conform. But I do have to say that I still do find men attractive, but it's rare when I do because they open their mouths often. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Just around. No, it's it just like it has to be like a really emotionally intelligent. 
I think because I'm attracted to emotionally intelligent people. I think that's what it is. Yeah. And women more often than not tend to be emotionally in, more intelligent. That's mm-hmm. m- from my experience. Mm-hmm. And that's how I navigated that, I think. But it's just worked out better for me. Like, yeah. Yeah, and to the dismay of my mum, I have to say. Well, yeah, okay. So then so you've you told your, your roommate. And can I ask, so the laws... There are laws in Jordan against homosexuality. Can you explain that? Very good question. Okay, that's a very long answer as well that I'm going to give you. So there's two types of laws in Jordan. There's like the, you know, civil law, and that doesn't say that homosexuality is forbidden. It doesn't say anything. But then there's also another type of law. It's called Sharia law, which is the Islamic Mm -hmm. law. And that one, it says that you cannot have anything that causes public indecency, which they called Khachhaya Aam. And if you are, like, seen peeing on the side of the street or kissing another woman, if you're a woman, then we can actually detain you. So it's up to the police discretion if they want to do that. What they deem to be, like, inappropriate. Yes. Or what? how bad they think it is. Yeah, because it's against the religion. So Right. Okay. Yeah. That's like on 90 Day Fiancé. Sorry to bring it in again. <laughs> on 90 Day Fiancé, this one guy... His parents disowned him and kicked him out yeah. because the girl he was dating was American and she uploaded photos in her bikinis. Wow, that's so, wild. It would happen though. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. It was fucking wild. Yeah. So, um, so guys, I'm sorry, sorry, my reference points I don't if you want to. No, no, no. It's, it's it's you're talking about a culture that exists. And also I was part of a bubble, of a privileged bubble in Jordan. Mm. And and not necessarily like high economic socioeconomic status, but like Education-wise, I was part of that bubble where I didn't really interact with the majority of Jordanians. Right. So that's why it's so different. Like there are areas in Jordan, well, most of Jordan, I would say, is quite conservative. Mm -hmm. And that bubble, it's just a whole different story. Like of a few suburbs around each other where you can, you know, wear a skirt, but you can't really in other areas. You can't walk in a skirt in any other suburb because you you will get... Right. What's what's coming for you? Right. Yeah. Interesting. So there's, and you grew up in that kind of in the in slightly that, that more bubble. liberal, but not not really at all, but slightly more than yes. the traditional. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Okay. So you're growing up. You well, you realize that you're gay at uni, or at least yeah, at uni. Um, not straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not maybe not lesbian, but you know, pan, whatever. Yeah. And then you tell your roommate, and then. And then when do you tell your mum? Because you just said your mum is still not. Yeah, I told my mum four years ago. So I was, I think I was around like 28, uh-huh. I would say. And, and when did you come to Australia? Uh, when I was 27, 2017. So you were already here? Like, yeah, I, it was four months after I came here that I told my mum. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, so you told your mum and... That didn't go down well. No. No. I no. was I was reading Magda Zabanski's book. Love you, Magda. And in the very end, she says, if your parents are alive, tell them because my dad died and he never knew. And I read that part and I was like, fuck, you know what? Like, I should tell them. And she just, that was her advice. And then right when she said that, I walked off the train and, I, and my mom had just called me and she's like, what have you been doing? I've been reading a book. What's the book about? And then I explained what the book was about. Oh, okay. Are you gay? And I was like, yes. So it kind of came from her, but it was like that perfect moment of that. And she just like went fucking apeshit on me, like for, 
I don't know, a period of a year where, like, the, she was quite, I would say, abusive emotionally to me. Like, you're a disappointment. Why did you even fucking tell me? <laughs> and I'm really? like, you're the one who's been asking. Yeah, and she was really hardcore. Like, you're going to cause your dad a heart attack and you're going to do this. And, like, it was a lot of fucking blaming. And obviously, I had to go to therapy because I'm like, I can't deal with this. Mm. But we talk every day now. It's kind of like, you disagree with this, with my life, with my choices. You don't say anything insulting to me. Like, that's my boundary. Mm. And we can be, like, the bestest mom and daughter then. So, like, we talk right. every day. But okay. she just doesn't want to know shit. Like, so she didn't know when you moved to Australia? No. Because you moved because you had a refugee visa. No, I moved to come here to visit my brother for Christmas. Right. I was going through a really shit bit breakup with a girl where we hid our relationship in Jordan. And my brother okay. was like, I Let's am not... Reverse, okay. chronological. Okay, <laughs> sorry, my ADHD brain needs chron- yeah, chron- yeah, yeah, chronological. Yeah, no, I think it makes sense, yeah. Okay, so... You are at uni and then you sleep with your hot director and then <laughs> yeah. you're, and then you, what, you finish uni? Because you were doing psychology, weren't you? Yeah. And then you did voice. And I, and audio, they, what is it, audio production? I, I worked in radio for like four years and then I was like, fuck it, I need to get out of Jordan. I got a scholarship. Right before I got my scholarship, I got on with this friend of mine who we became more than friends and she was oh. a female. Oh. And so that was hot. That was hot. Hot, I have to say. That was hot. I love a friendship turn into a Yeah, it was fart. a friendship turning turning into that. Yeah. And then all my lesbian experience have been that. Really? Yeah. Well all of them. Because I just don't trust mm. people who aren't my actual friends to not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway. You, you need that le- level, I think. Yeah. 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 So we went to Yeah, so we wait, where where was okay, I? Okay, so you met your friend. She, you were you were I can't produce myself. No. <laughs> Babe, it's a whole job. Yeah. <laughs> it's a whole job. Uh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. We got together, but then I got that scholarship to go to the UK to study performance art. And then I was just like, okay, let's do long distance. So we did long distance for a year. It's okay. You can eat. We, <laughs> we did long distance for a, year, for a year. And then I came back to Jordan and I'm like, I can't fucking do this anymore. Um and then, you were hiding your relationship. I was hiding my relationship. Okay, it was really fucking hard. Because Again, like I've said, 90 Day Fiancé, they aren't allowed to stay in the same room if yes. you're not married. Yeah. Same with a lot of Middle Eastern countries. Even if you I think my manager's been in shame because they're mm. gay, obviously. They said when they went to Dubai, like, same thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which isn't, you know, I think a lot of people know that. But so how, okay, first question is going to be a really silly question. How do they know you're fucking? Can they prevent you guys from staying in a hotel room together? No, actually, it works to our advantage mm, okay. that we're the same sex. Okay. So I used to go to, to hotels and everything was fantastic. We even, she used to come over a lot and we used to record. Because <laughs> yeah. she was into music too. So I was okay, just so like, she was into music. Into music. Oh, yeah, into music though. yeah. Yeah, so we were recording and my mom knew about those recording projects, but she didn't know what was actually going right. on. What Things noises were actually were being made? <laughs> Smoke was rising. There's something hot about hiding it as well, I have to say. Yeah. But um You probably have like a um do you have a kink now that's you know how all kinks like derive from trauma? Yeah. <laughs> like most of them. Yes, yeah, yeah, do you yeah, have a totally. kink that's either like exhibitionism or Yes. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. you're like fun naughty. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's a hundred percent. Um but 
Yeah, it's it's not actually the the public that was my concern. It was, you know, people who knew us. Like, what if her mom found out? What if her sister found out? And Jordan is the fucking, as we call, a crab's pussy. Like, it's small. People know each other. Mm-hmm. Everybody's, like, talking to each other. So if, if I go to a hotel with her, someone will know because someone is there. And they'll be like, why is she there? Which actually happened. Okay, what like, happened? So she of- saw somebody who who knew her sister. So she's just like, "Can we not have breakfast?" <laughs> you know, in the lobby because you you we were worried that people would be like, "Why are they hanging out too much together?" We have to not really over interact, but not under interact. Like it was Suspicious. a whole thing to like fucking manage. Yeah. And the biggest thing that happened was one time we were making out in a car, and um, suddenly we see like these flashlights, like fucking at us and we like get up I was on top of her so I like stood up and it was just a cop really and he was just like give me your ideas now so angry really angry yeah Mm. like wanted to take us in Mm. basically and I was and we basically had to act like I'm fainting and that she was helping me (laughs) after we had had shisha that was our story we quickly quickly worked up a story and he left us alone thank fuck but that was a moment where like sweat was going down my back going like yeah i don't i don't feel 100% safe here like he could have really like done something to me this this man like yeah. taking me somewhere and it can be quite abusive as well like you know I was gonna say, is there much psychologically police, is there much police corruption like is there much in jordan i wouldn't say corruption but there's definitely misogynistic police that would yep. w- would hit on you and it's mm-hmm. very uncomfortable but yep. like to them it's a turn on as well for women to be together. It's a turn on for them. Yeah, because they... Well, it's obviously for a lot of people because yeah. it is fucking hot. So anyway, um, that was like the extent of it. After my uni, I actually went Sorry, on... Sorry, can I ask a question? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. tell me. So tell what me. would have happened if you got booked? Like, how, like what would have... Would you have gone to... They would, would have told a, my parents probably. They would have uh, sent... Really? Like, yeah. Isn't that they, funny? Yeah, no. even though I was over 18. Right. They would have, you know, called my parents... Mm. Um, Potentially, like, just sat me and said some horrible shit to me as well. Like, how dare you? Dirty. Like, like reprimand you, basically. Yeah, basically. Like you were in trouble at school. I mean, I can't, I'm speaking about something theoretically that might happen, but it's just an extremely uncomfortable situation to be in. Um, Could you get jail time if it was, like, say if you were having sex, like if it was a more, if the police officer deemed it more extreme, like you were saying earlier, they kind of up yeah, their discretion. Yeah, potentially you could. Yeah, yeah, potentially. Yeah, but Fuck. also any couple fucking in a car that will happen to in Jordan as well. Like, I think it's like a public indecency here. Yeah. It's, it's just that you don't want to deal with a conservative mentality. No matter where you go, because you will be treated like a fucking object. Yeah. You know? So it's also the emotional... Like, I was less worried about jail and more worried about, like, the emotional abuse that I would get out of this. Mm. I was worried that, yeah, if my parents found out, like... That would have been so shit. And her parents found out. Whoa, that would have been like insane. Right. So then you did long distance? Did long distance. I was in the UK. Very fucking depressed. Hate long distance. Came back. And then actually I didn't come back immediately. I had a tour in the US. It sounds very fancy. It was like a diplomacy program that I went on. Mm. I toured in the Midwest. What the fuck, an overachiever. <laughs> in the Midwest. I did nothing did but work in my 20s. and Had then my been to Ohio? 
No, I hadn't. I haven't been Just to the Ohio. Maybe we should go to Ohio together. <laughs> <laughs> That's a personal joke that none of you will ever understand. Understand? Um, yeah. So then I came to Australia and for my brother because he basically was living here, and he's like, "You need to come here for Christmas. I want to show you around." And I actually came out to him while I was at uni. So he he was incredible and he's like just like come here you can date people like mm. you know and when I did did arrive here and it was just a Christmas holiday I was in the middle of a shit breakup because I was breaking up with a girl who wanted to go overseas but didn't want to have a, a long-term relationship with me because even though I sacrificed a year of my life there's no <laughs> resentment there nothing um, no bitterness <laughs> but yeah he was just like you know, you're my sister. I really care about you. Let's look at an option for you to stay here and not have to deal with this fucking shit. Because I was employed in radio too and I was known. It yeah. would have been like quite shit for that to come out too. Well, I was going to say, so when you did Arab Scott Talent, I know we laugh about it. It's iconic. But when you, I was watching your performance the other day when I had my nails done because Sam Kavanaugh sent it to me. Oh, my God. Um, and I was watching you and I was like, I wonder if you, were you scared doing this public thing that somehow it would get, that yeah. you're, you would be, get exposed. Because you were a radio presenter, mm. you were a singer, you know, and obviously you want to, you know, you want to get more of a profile and you want, you of course, when yeah, you do yeah. radio, when you do public-facing things, the goal was to get more stuff and to be more well-known. Yeah. But then were you scared that it would get exposed? Like was there this kind of like dichotomy of feeling like really anxious every time something good happened? Well, like funny you mentioned that we, there was an event called like the, an Ida Hot event, which is International Day uh, of, ag- of against, against Homophobia. Yes. I think. And I was invited to the event. And just by the sheer, like, invitation, I was a bit worried. I'm like, what do they know? And then we received Mm. a message as, like, the band saying, like, we know some of you are gay and we're going to come out after you. And, like, that was just, like... So you did go? So you went to I didn't actually go, no. I didn't go. I didn't end up going. I was too fucking scared. Was the message via... Uh, Facebook. Facebook, onto, like, the band's Facebook page. Yeah, And were more than one of you gay? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So... It was, yeah, it was, yeah, you just didn't want that shit to, to go out. Like, no. I was already doing things that were a little bit radical for their time. Like, I was doing, uh, also, I produced a TV series and, like, performed in it that had songs talking about, like, social constructs, like feminism, and I was really trying to push the envelope there. So yeah. for that to happen, you know, people already knew me as, like, a little bit of a rebel. Right. And to do that, it would have just been... I mean, I, I just felt like my family would have been really uncomfortable. And there was one time where this really random guy like stopped by the station and said like, where Lemma? Like, which is, where's Lemma? Like, come down, like, tell her to come down and like threatening what? and shit. And I have no idea till this day why. Like just somebody. A random person? Just a random person. Yeah. Screaming at the station, like in the reception or yeah, something. Yeah, like that he wants me to come down. To, like, but he was really angry until now. I have no idea why. Mm-hmm. And what was happening. But just sexuality in general, fluidity in sexuality is an issue for Jordan in general. Like, mm. culturally speaking, it's just not something they're with. <laughs> and they think it's Western too. Right, That's okay. another thing. Okay. It's like, it's like oh, she's fucking Westernized now. 
That's why wow. she's into pussy. Like mm. <laughs> she's she's like gone with those people, the colonizers as well. There's that mentality that's the as well. And so you know that's not Arab shit. She's just been brainwashed. You know. So there's that also, um, right? Sentiment. So because you're also Palestinian. Yes. Yeah. So there's is that does that add an element of anything either way. I mean, it's always, you're always at a stronger position socially if you're originally Jordanian, I would say. So, yeah, I was like from the Nakba people. So basically my grandma in 1948 got kicked out of her house and then she just basically traveled into Jordan and had to resettle there. Couldn't get back to her house. Obviously, they just like took over. And yeah, like Palestinians are 70% of Jordanian population. So, because that. it was a mass exodus of millions of people of in 1948 and 1967. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, like you're always seen as they, they called you like you're, you're foreigner. Like you still, I still got that at school a little bit because mm-hmm. they can tell from my last name too. Like, oh, you're like, you know. Oh, really? Yeah. Why? Because yeah. your last name, is it a Because my last Palestine? name isn't Jordanian, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so there's just... that like little mini internal Arab racism. Arabs are very racist towards each other it's right. as well. It's beautiful to watch. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so you, you move over. Mm. Your brother's very supportive. No, sorry, you come over a Christmas trip. Yeah. Then your brother's very supportive and then... And then I went, yeah, I went to... Uh, my younger brother was with us and he wanted to immigrate to Australia. So I went with them to... I just went with along with him. I wasn't planning on doing anything and... Um, I just asked, like, while he was sitting with the guy, like, what if you're gay? And he's like, oh, it's a perfect time right now. There's the yes, you know, the yes had oh, just come out and everything. It's the perfect time. Great timing. Yeah, that's <laughs> like how a lawyer thinks, you know, like, we can get yeah. you in. And I'm just like, no, nah, no, thank you. Like, immediately. And my brother's just Why? like. Why? Because I felt like I was too privileged to seek asylum. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt like I, I wasn't financially disadvantaged. I felt like I could always hide my relationship and be okay. I felt like anybody else deserved it more than I did. Mm -hmm. That's how I felt. But for three months, my brother's like, look, I'll extend your ticket home. Think about it. I'll pay for it. Like, I just don't want you to go back in that environment. Now, having said that, there's a nuance to me giving you this picture. Like, there are a lot of incredible things about Arab culture. This mm-hmm. is just like a very dark side oh, yeah. that has to do with homophobia. This is an Arab bashing podcast, yeah, by the way. Not- we're not being like, and we're exposing. <laughs> like, this is just Lem's experience. Yeah, this is just my experience. In and a certain also, element. In a certain element. And also, like, I do have a little bit of, you know, anger f- towards the homophobia that I've faced in my life. Of course. There are a lot of incredible Arab ex- activists. Uh, one of them is that ex-girlfriend of mine who... Really? It, who, uh, yeah, like not not the ex-girlfriend with, in the car with the police. The, the theatre director started like a whole oh. feminist queer magazine in Lebanon oh that thousands of people subscribe to. So yeah, like there are incredible things. They just don't like the gays. Mm. <laughs> like that's it. And yeah, I mean, there's, I think there's elements of, I mean, obviously Australia, there are really homophobic people. So, and you can say, you can admit things about your culture and yeah. also Australia is very racist. So, like, you can mm. admit things about where you're from but not be like, and it's all shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, we're, not, yeah, we're yeah. not, like, this is not some yeah, weird some Arabs would be right-wing off. thing to say that yeah. uh, we don't like yeah. Arab, Arab culture. No. Yeah, yeah. We loved Arabs Got Talent. Yeah. I mean, what more could you want? Kebab. Ke- I mean. Hummus. N- I mean nummies. Falafel. I'm nummies. <laughs> I mean, those weird little pistachio things you gave me. <laughs> nummies. 
Um, no, but we no, just Jade, just to be clear. So that's a good clarification because I was yeah. thinking, I was like, this is very much, um, it's like very much like a current affair doing something in, you know, being yeah, like, yeah, yeah. we found out that, that like, yeah, yeah, babes, totally. Australia isn't that good either. Um, yeah. But obviously there is different, very, very different, varying experiences. Yeah. But so then you applied for a, ref, so it was a refugee visa. So it's called oh, so you didn't protection want to do visa. Wait, like you didn't want to, you still didn't want to do it. I so didn't what, want to what do it. You... Uh, I just said to myself, like, look, I really like it here. I actually was starting to date. Um, well, I went on a Tinder rampage, to be honest. I was just like, oh my God, you're swiping. Like, fucking free. Yeah, I was just like, let's go. Let's Pashing go. Pashing girls in parks. Let's go. Fucking holding hands. Let's go. Your big titties out. <laughs> Yeah, I was really like, you know, feeling much more comfortable, I think. And I was at a crossroads. I've just finished my master's. I had nothing to do. And then I was, you know, I was just like, why don't I just give this a shot? Why do I care about the label so much and the Mm -hmm. stigma, which it does have? So even though Jordan and the Arab world is like heavy with racist talk and chat and it's tolerant towards racism and homophobia, but here it's like more institutionalized and quiet, you know? Yes, that's what I've heard. I've seen on... um. TikTok people saying like uh, people of colour speaking about racism and like people who are Asian American moving here and being like the racism in the US is much more um, overt, at least you know who's racist. But in in Australia they've experienced like it's a bit more undercover yeah. and it is systemic and there's these weird little constant microaggressions. Yes. Yeah, that- and on this visa I felt that shit. Okay, explain that. Yeah, like when I wanted to get my license, they just didn't know whether I can drive on my Jordanian license or not because it's not accounted for in the system. The, the protection visa. Right. And anytime I mentioned it, like 966, I think, or 996, they'd be like, what? And like, you just felt like you had no margin. You had no box to tick. You had no right. nothing. and Like floating through the ether. Like just, you're like, I'm here. Yeah. But- and then I talked to someone and they're like, oh, it took me seven years to get the PR on this visa. And then also, you know, my, like, my current partner and I, you know, she's really good at researching and she found the manual that interviewers use to talk to people who are claiming asylum on the basis of their sexuality. Okay. And it's fucking scary. What? How, what oh my God, what is it? It's it, You don't need to properly get educated. You don't need anything. You just need to be like, oh, well, don't ask them about how they have sex. Or like, just really crude and mm. just not sensitive. Mm. And I was just like, I don't want to be questioned by somebody about whether I'm really gay or not. Mm. And... And I think it would have made me feel like really uncomfortable. So I switched it to partner. After three years of being with my partner, I'm like, fuck this shit. They're like, they're putting down the quotas for this visa, my visa. It takes me anywhere between five to 10 years to get it. Yeah, and a lot of money with lawyers and stuff, isn't it, as well? 10 grand with a lawyer, like, and you can even have to appeal, which you have to pay another five five grand if you appeal mm-hmm. the decision. And then if you don't get the decision, you're deported and you never come back again ever to Australia. Really? Yeah. So it was better to do a partner visa. I just thought it, while I'm there and I can prove it and I don't want to be under this psychological, yeah, like I don't want to be sitting in a room with somebody asking me about, you know, I was privileged enough to have that other option to do that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you, what was I going to ask? Oh my God. Oh my God. I fucking had an age day. Fuck. Oh my God. I had a question that I really wanted to answer to. Um, okay. Visas. Visas. You, um, 
Oh, did you feel like when your visa changed from being a refugee visa into a partner visa, there was more access or like validity? I don't know what the right word, but was there, was it easier, I guess? I think so. Yeah. Because you just say you're a partner visa. Also, applying for jobs. They fucking get that was so the question. scared. That was the question. Jobs, they, working. They get so scared of this visa. Like, they're just like, do you have work rights? Yes. What's your visa? Oh, fuck. Like, what's this thing? Is it because it, is it because you can just be deported? Can you just be deported if they just decide one day you're not... You're... I mean, you can. that can happen to anybody who doesn't have a PR in Australia. But... Um, Yes, if they come back with a decision, you have to de- leave within a very short period of time. Like, right. it, yeah, that, but you can appeal the decision. And if the appeal doesn't uh, come through, yeah, they give you a period of time that you need to, like, pack your bags and get the fuck out, basically. Fuck. And they don't care about your merits. Like, they don't care whether you're contributing financially to the system, whether you're, like, a good citizen, whether you don't have a criminal record, whether you don't have previous diseases. All they care mm. about is just, like... Is it really illegal in your country? Are you really unsafe in your country? Mm. Which in my case, it's debatable that it is safe if I'm undercover and I never tell anyone and I never live with my partner publicly. Like, so did you not I didn't know if you were going to get it or not? Like you could have... Yes. So this, you know, the partner was just a, a more... I'm really grateful, to be honest, for like Corbett who uh, hired me at Mamma Mia because she knew all of that stuff mm. and she just took a chance on me because I really found it hard to, to find a job at the beginning. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. really hard. All my experience of work, I had, like, probably five years of solid experience and that was just, like, thrown out of the window. I had to start with waitressing and then, like, admin jobs mm-hmm. and then, like, slowly fucking climb. And I'm just, like... When you've got these degrees and you also... Fuck. Did you send that Arabs got talent link? <laughs> they don't give a shit about Arabs I got do. Talent. Lem, I mean, you were my producer. Anyway, no, but I knew that I got you I know, over here. I know. But I mean, maybe it would have made me do it faster. <laughs> maybe, maybe it would have sped things up for us. I don't know. Yeah, should have sent the you Arab- that link. Yeah. I'm like, oh, fuck, there she is. Superstar. <laughs> and then you met your partner. And now, like, how do you see, I know how to ask this. I guess, like, how do you see your experience with um, homophobia in Australia versus Jordan? Very good question. I think in, uh, well, I haven't, re- I've been fortunate to be in bubbles of people like that, that aren't homophobic. But mm. I have to say like, when people ask you questions like, how do you have sex? Or, you know. Um, who still ask that? Yes. Who? Um, Give me their names, Lem. No, <laughs> who the fuck asks that? That's so bizarre. A group of, of a friends of a friend. Or, you know. Really? Did you, yeah. did you destroy them? No, I told them exactly how it happened. Maybe it'll turn them on and then they'll go gay. Um, (laughs) Or just like, you know, just, I don't know. It's more of an attitude sometimes that I get. It's not really homophobia. It's just like, oh, you do get homophobia when you have kids, I think, as two women. Um, There was one incident at the airport where we wanted to drop the kids off at the airport to, to go to their dad's in Melbourne. And yeah, they just, the guy just wouldn't let us in. And he's like, what's the password? And we're like, well, there's no password. password? And actually, what do you there mean? Was like, no password. But he just like felt that we're stealing the kids from their dad. 
Like he thought there was a security issue. He couldn't think Wait, of us as like a random two- person at the airport. No, no, sorry, sorry. The guy at the tickets counter. But like, still, what password? The, what the fuck is he talking about? I don't about? know. No one knows what the fucking <laughs> password is. But that's what I mean. What kind of discrimination is like? It's just like you guys can't be parents. Like you can't be together and have kids. No. Surely the dad is disapproving. Where's the dad? Where's the Where's dad? Where's the man to take control? Yeah, yeah. I, think there's, I think there's a lot of misogyny as well in how people who are homophobic view lesbians. Do you experience that as well? Like this, uh, do you think of... Oh, yeah, I've been to clubs uh, when I was dating, again, when I was on my, um, in my whore phase. Uh, I did go to, like, a club where, like, men would come up to me, like, and say, like, you're too hot to be a lesbian. Oh, fuck off. And it's like, what the fuck? And one time I got stuck with a guy in a car. That was actually in London, not in Australia. And he was, like, seriously saying to me, like, you haven't, you haven't tried the right dick. Like, you just haven't gotten the right dick. You just, it's just been bad guys. Like, honestly, just try it again. Did you say the same back to him? I was so fucking say, uncomfortable. You, know you haven't gotten the right dick either. Maybe you should try <laughs> the right dick and see if you're, do you want to do that? Do you want to go? <laughs> just that sort of shit, you know, like that gets, or yeah, like I, you don't look gay. What does is, what is looking gay mm. entail? Like, I know that there's the, the stereotypical look, but these are the types of things, I think, mm-hmm. okay. that you can and classify then, as discrimination. Right. So compared to, I mean, obviously it's better than you having to hide in Jordan. Yes. Yeah, I know. I just want to, like, un- like, understand your experiences of those two things. And also, I guess, racism in Australia as well because you've got multiple intersections mm. of, you know, being Middle Eastern and also gay. Yeah. With kids, like, mm. the people, there's a lot. There's people's a lot. brain can't, they can't <laughs> compute. Yeah, totally. They can't compute yeah. you. Like, if they, if, because obviously we're in our little echo chamber with all our friends who are, yeah, like, normal and creative and just don't, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, everyone's, like, yeah. it's just normal. I know mm. it's not even, like, a thing. It's interesting. Like, it's an interesting thing where it's, like, I'd love to hear more about. Yeah. But it's not, like, in mind implosion. But when you do meet people who have a mind implosion, like that dickhead at dinner or whatever, yeah. a friend of a friend of a friend, I don't know, does it hurt you? Because does it, does it, I guess, does it trigger something in you from being in Jordan mm. and feeling othered? Yeah, so I feel othered when I'm dealing with anything governmental here, to be honest, more than people. Because I feel like with people, like, I take it as an educational opportunity. Mm-hmm. So I try and just take a minute and explain. But when I'm dealing with something like getting my license or, you know, something where I don't feel like I'm treated as equally as everybody else, yes, I do feel othered. Or or just like fucking documents are really difficult in Australia. Applications are difficult. And, and we're not used to filling out forms in my life. I have really? never filled out as many forms as I have in those past four years. Like you guys Australian fucking thing? love, love forms. I, I don't fucking, know what it is. I'm, Babe, the fucking forms having to go to the <laughs> fucking TMR. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be a trip to the TMR. Yeah. Why? Can't do it online? No, yeah. sorry. Oh, we actually an email. Yeah. You're an email? No, you have to physically come in and get the fucking form. I fucking hate forms so much mm. that I've allocated that to my partner. But um, oh, yeah, sorry. I think the, the racism thing, it, it's, it's more... So I get like two types of kind of othering experiences. The type where like there's... Usually like the older white man telling me something like, I think there's a lot of, you know, colored people on TV right now. I think they should just like stop that shit. Kind of like similar to what you've reacted to the other day. They should just and it's stop like, that shit. And it's like, dude, 
for like hundreds of years, it's been all white. Mm. Can you not fucking take a breath? Let it be in balance for a little bit. For a little bit. Just a little bit. Let us breathe. Mm. And then fucking like it'll, it'll, it'll balance out. You're not going to die. It's like, also so funny when they're like, well, I can't relate to that person. And yeah. it's like, how do you think everyone else has felt yeah. this whole fucking time? Yeah, I know. Bitch. Right? Right? Fuck. Oh, well, why would, you know, why, all so these people stuff. of colour, I don't relate to a, a gay woman of colour. Okay. Well, has she been relating to you? No. Merv? <laughs> I don't know who the fuck Merv is. I'm assuming there's some dickhead <laughs> called Merv saying it. No, but like, there's that. And there's also the, you know, just the incidental asking questions that are just contextually, I, it's hard to explain it, but it's kind of like, yeah, just asking questions that you can do a, lot, a bit of research and it's, there's a lot of assumptions behind them. Like some questions have a lot of assumptions behind them. Yeah. Um, I was once in an Uber and a guy was like, oh, so if you're from, asking me about my life and he's like, oh, well, don't you think like Jordan needs more people? Like, aren't you thinking of going back? Jordan needs more people. Like, yeah, like, why, why did you leave? Shouldn't you go back to your original country kind of thing? And obviously he was white, but I was just like, you very, you know, anti-immigration kind of... Very xenophobic in Australia. Well, I, I have faced situations like that mm-hmm. and I've just been like, shut up and just move on. I'm, I'm, I become a little bit of a, a peacekeeper in these situations. I don't yeah. lash out because I don't feel secure enough. When I get my PR shit, it's going down. Now oh I'm going, yes, so true. <laughs> um, also, why was he so concerned with Jordan's population growth? Like, is he like the head Australia, economic officer of, of Jordan or something? Like, Australia, obviously, you know, doesn't yes. need immigrants at all. Not that the unemployment rate is the all-time low and they can't find places. Like, they have too many jobs right now and they need people. Yeah. So when are you going to accept my application. It's been a year and a half. Me? No, I'm talking to the government now. Oh, okay. I was like, fuck, I'll do it. I'll sign it. <laughs> me? Okay, then I'll sign it. Government, there's a formal request from me, Abby Chatfield. <laughs> I have a top 10 podcast. It varies in what number it is, but it's always top 10. <laughs> I have a radio show and, I, and I'm and i a judge on a primetime television show. And this isn't a threat. It's a request. It's my request. Oh, my God. So are you... Are you happy that you moved to Australia and are you content with, um, like you were saying earlier, like still having like a kind of like, I think it would be very hard to have a, um, I don't know if severed is the right word, but like, yeah, like a severed relationship with where you grew up. Like mm. does it, do you wish that you could have just stayed in Jordan? Uh, no, I don't wish I could stay in Jordan because I really, really feel like, you know, being able to be with a woman and mm-hmm. walk down the street holding her hand and just living my life is the fucking, I'm so grateful for that. So no, I I would rate, I would put that over anything else, mm-hmm. but it fucking pains me how much I miss my parents. Like I haven't seen my parents mm. in more than four years. Mm. And it's just like, and my friends, I have so many friends there. Yeah. And it's, it hurts sometimes. Like, it's a gate that I keep locked because if I open that shit, I just fucking cry totally. because I miss them so much. And it's, it's hard. Like, no matter how much I try to make friends here or see people, the connections that I have with people from my culture are just so deep. Totally. That I end up just making, you know, friends of people who have some sort of Arab background or something right. um, because it's familiar to me. So yeah, there's there's aspects of it that are that are fucking hard. But do I love the fucking nature and 
the, you know, how accepting people are in general of my queerness. Yes, fuck yeah. Because I feel like a lot of people, so Khan's a refugee from Vietnam and we've spoken a lot about um, how people just who are xenophobic are like, they just came here to get, like it was the easiest thing in the world. Mm. And I feel like that, like, that negates the pain of leaving your culture and leaving what you know. Yeah. And obviously it's a fucking, it's a way up. Yeah, 100%. It's not just an easy decision. You're just like, it oh, was so I'm hard. in Australia now. Do you know how hard it is to drive on the other side when you've driven for fucking 10 years on the... the, the- <laughs> Babe, I refuse to drive in the, in um, Europe or America. I'm like, I'm not doing it. I'm not going to be able to do it now because and, of how much I'm used to it here now. And that's Slim's biggest pain, everyone, driving on the wrong side of the road. <laughs> Um, well, I love you and you're amazing. Love you too, Abby. If you have any more questions for Lem, let me know. Um, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to post the Arab's Got Talent on the It's a no! Lot podcast. I'm going to put the link. Um, your, ve- your voice is, I know, I knew your voice is beautiful, but it's very like, oh, it's, it's a it's joke. Tight, the babe. thing that you watched is like a joke, it's a comedy. We're doing like an operatic comedy of a really trashy song like Hit Me Baby One More Time. That's the comedy about oh, it. Oh, I didn't get it. Yeah, I know. Obviously, if only you understood it, Arabic. If I was only... That's so hot, but I have no idea what you just said. <laughs> That's really hot. My nipples just got like half hard. Because <laughs> I don't want to cross the boundary. Yes, I do use it during sex. I do speak. Oh, my fucking yeah. God. Well, Lam, we all love you. You're amazing. <laughs> thanks for being the best producer in the world. Aww. And thanks for being here, I guess. Don't deal well with compliments. Thank you. Lem's the best. <laughs> um, also... If there are big chunks of this missing, <laughs> it's Lem's fucking fault. And also, before anyway, I feel like people always, always have a go in at you. As, guys, if Lem was uncomfortable with anything today, she would have edited it out. That's so true. if it's in here, she's fine with it. That is 100% true. All right, love you all. Love you, Lem. <laughs> Listener.